here we go. And welcome to episode 403 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Do you mind not shooting at the thermal nuclear weapons? <laughs> nice. Do you I watch it? Bro- I was just watching Broken Arrow before we came on. <laughs> nice. That is such a John Woo movie. Yeah. Like, I, I, you, we talk about it all the time. Like, there are directors who have a style. Like, you watch a movie and you kind of, like, stylistic, you can say, oh, that's Kevin Smith or that's Quentin Tarantino. That's Robert Rodriguez. That's, you know, you, yeah. we, you could, you and I have an eye for directors and we can pick up <laughs> a certain style and say, oh, that's, that's so and so. John Woo's, yeah, John Woo's <laughs> style is like so testosterone fueled. That's like, yeah. oh yeah, that, that's John Woo. That is <laughs> definitely John Woo. And God bless John Woo for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Face Off might be the ultimate John Woo movie. Yeah, where he like. Movie. It's a great movie, but like he like jammed like every John Woo cliche into that, like the the trench coats flowing in the wind, doves rising out of nowhere, you know, you know, <laughs> yeah. guys like throwing guns in the air and catching and firing, like it, it's like every John Woo cliche, which is glorious in its just stupidity and 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 testosterone. <laughs> Is like jammed into that movie, and it it may be one of the greatest yeah. action movies of all time. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. <laughs> so how you been, buddy? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, almost done with Titans. Oh, okay. I went back and watched it. It's yeah. really good. It is. It's really good. Do you like it? Do you like what's his name is uh, Wayne? You know, I wasn't sure if I would or not. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but I do like I, I I like him as like a an older Bruce. Like yeah. I don't want to see him put on the the suit. I don't ever want to see him put on the suit. But right. I, I like him as an older Bruce Wayne. Kind of like, yeah, Dick. This is where you're fucking up. And uh, if you did it my way, the way I yeah, thought, I, I I like that. Uh, at first, I was like, "Oh no, we going down this rabbit hole." And then, but after a while, I kind of got used to him, and I kind of liked it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is Dick's mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I really like the show. <laughs> it's it's a it, good show. It is. It's a very good show. I I I thought. A lot of people didn't like the second season, but I, I enjoyed the second season. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I liked um, Deathstroke the way that you know the way that he was used. I, I yeah. liked the story that it told. I, I, I mean, I, I'm always going to say there's a part of me that like I I always feel like Dick Grayson needs to be the opposite of Batman. Right. In that, like, the reason. Bruce Wayne or Batman holds Dick Grayson in such high esteem is he didn't fall into the pit of despair that Bruce Wayne did. 
despite right. everything, he still has hope. Where right. Bruce Wayne kind of, in a way, doesn't. Yeah. You know, and so like, you know, that, that's why he's kind of always been the favorite son. Not only just because he was the first, but because out of all of the people that have come into his life, he's the one who still has hope for some reason. Right, right. And so like, like this, this, this character. This characterization of Dick Grayson kind of being more more dark. At first, I didn't like uh-huh. because of what I feel Dick Grayson's the the character is supposed to be. But I learned to appreciate it, and I feel like coming out the other end of this, he may become the Dick Grayson I know and love. Right, right, right. You know. Like it, you know. I mean, I, I don't want to give anything away because you haven't gotten there yet. But there, there, there is, there are some cool moments at the end of season two with him. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're coming to it. Yeah, yeah. You know. But I, I like it so far. I mean, I think it's. I like yeah. the characters. Um, I'm real. I really got into the characters. I, I was so shocked that they killed Aqualad off so quickly. Yeah, yeah, I kind of was too, but like the the story that they're telling and like the direction that they're going, it makes sense in a way. Oh sure, I mean I I get it. I just yeah. was kind of surprised by it. But I, like I I like like characters like like Donna Troy, like yeah, she could have been so like they could have fucked that up, right? You know, and they didn't, and I kind of appreciated that. You know, and they're, yeah. they're even Hawk and Dove. I liked Hawk and Dove and their relationship, and everything kind of goes into that. And there, there was a lot of good stuff in in, in that. I, I can't wait for season three. I'm very intrigued to see where season three goes. Even like, take like Starfire. Like, I'm very intrigued by her character, even though it's a bit yeah. different from the comic books and the cartoons. It she's still a really good good character. Didn't have as much to do in season two as I would have liked, but you know. I liked her a lot. Yeah. You know? And like Raven, and Stork said it last, like when he wrote in a few weeks ago, like, you know, Raven's his favorite character. And she is a very cool character. And I liked how she's been portrayed. Cause it, again, like a lot of times, like stuff translating from comic book to real life, you're kind of, <clears throat> uh, how are they going to make that work? And yeah. they, they did a very good job in, in taking that character, modifying it for a real life situation and making the character work yeah i, I like that too and I, I i like uh superboy as well yeah i like yeah. that character yeah connor is a very interesting character yeah it's there's so many different levels to this show it's pretty deep put it that way it is it's for for a comic book show and it's as poorly budgeted as it is, because like the costume, sometimes you kind of go like the Robin costume looked great, and like everything else right. kind of like, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but like it's a very deep show. It, it it's it's more than just like I mean we talked about with Doom Patrol, like you know it's 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 quirky in its own way, but it's 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 serious and it's a, it tells an interesting story. And this is kind of the same thing. It's 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 a darker version of the Titans than I would prefer, but it's telling a very interesting story that has my interest. Yeah. And like the storylines to me seem, um, 
I mean, as weird as this is going to sound, but kind of like real life kind of things going on, like drug addiction. Yeah. And um, I like that daddy issues. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot very of things. Flawed people. Yeah, very flawed. Each yeah. has their own past, their own skeletons. Um, and I'm enjoying that. I'm like, the more they dig, I, the more I enjoy the show. And more importantly, they, they're trying to live up to their counterparts in the Justice League, who, like you always say, you know, that they're like the gods on Olympus. Right. You know. Right. And so, yeah, I, I like it an awful lot. I, I think it's a really good show. I got hooked on it, too. I mean, like, I started, like I said, I started watching it, and then I got so interested in, in that Doom Patrol episode. Yeah. I was like, wow, these guys are really cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, and so I just flipped completely to Doom Patrol and binged that, and now I came yeah. back to Titans. That's Which, cool. Which I think was a good idea for me to do. Yeah. I mean, that's the reason Doom Patrol ended. I mean, that's why I started watching Titans, because I just wanted some more of that universe, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. Yeah, so I've been pleased so far. I mean, like, everything I've watched from this show, I, I'm re- really into. Digging cool. it. Yeah. yeah. So. And boy, did I go down a rabbit hole with WandaVision. <laughs> I, I held back for, yeah, I held back for a while, and because yeah. uh, I just wanted to watch the show. Yeah. Um, I, I I was trying to do the opposite of what you were doing, like yeah. looking for the hints and the clues and stuff like that. And it just it took me over today. I just could not uh, go down the rabbit hole. I mean, I just could not help myself but go down the rabbit hole. Put it that way. Yeah. <clears throat> there is a lot of shit in this show yeah. that I have no idea where they're going with it. I mean, like, there's been hints of Reaper, Wonder Man, uh, freaking um, Mephisto, yeah, um, House of M. Yeah. Um, there's just so many things, and I just don't know where they're going with it. I mean, if it's a House of M type of deal, I mean, of course, it's just such a weird, you know, it's, it's, a, I mean, it's good. It, it's just, it kind of fits in this. Of course, things that would have to change and stuff like that. But all these things are introducing, um, you know, uh, X-Men, Spider-Man, 4, you know what I mean? Like, it's all these things kind of lead into these Marvel properties that they just got. Does that yeah. make sense? Oh yeah. Cause Wolverine's pretty big in house of M. So I mean like, well, I don't I've, know. the thing I've always like, everybody's kind of said, well, it, it, is it house of M or isn't it house of M? And the, the thing I, I, I've always kind of said when it comes to, to Marvel with these movies, and I think with the TV shows to, to a certain extent is they're not going to pull stories straight from the page and do them verbatim. No. They're going to they're going to take those stories and use them as a launching point. Like right. I mean, if you if you look at stuff like like Civil War, like when when they announced Civil War, we were all just like, you know, oh, oh, you know, we know what this is, you know. Well, it wasn't that. Right. You know, but it was a an, 
a unique like taking that 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 basis that basic story and using it in what was at that time the marvel cinematic universe you know right and you know so the sokovia accords and stuff like that could, could come into play and you know again this is all stuff that you're setting up for even later on down the line the sokovia accords have come up again in this in this tv show right um so i mean there's there's so like to me, it's not House of M verbatim, but it's House of M inspired. Right. Well, I think this show is also inspired by the um, Vision comic book. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to look at something that's mostly inspired by that, the comic book is really pretty close to the show. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, it's not Wanda and it's not, you know, it's not his mechanical right. wife and or robotic wife and robot children. Right. But it's it's following sort of it's sort of like a template. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, you have like Harkness. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's so much in this show. I mean, they are throwing the book of Easter eggs in this show. that it's just fucking crazy. And they're Easter eggs that aren't even like like. Like. What am I trying to say? Like an obvious Easter egg when when yeah. um, they mentioned Kickass, right? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Evan Peters started Kickass, but also Kickass is a Marvel property. Yeah. Um, so you know, and that's an obvious one. But like right. the non-obvious one is the the wine bottle um, that alludes to House of M. Uh, yeah. The helmet. But I mean, if if you weren't looking hard enough, you would have missed it. Yeah, you saw that of the Reaper, the Reaper helmet. Yeah, um, when he go when he passes through the floorboards, there's a bone, and then there's a Reaper helmet. So I mean, like, there's just so there's just so many Easter eggs in this, and and I think that's part of you know keeping the fan base guessing on where it's going to go. Yeah, um, but shit, I, I I'll take Reaper and Wonder Man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that yeah. Would be cool. Um, it could be an introduction to Mephisto. Um, Mephisto is just eating all this up, you know. Um, that would be a cool villain. Um, I don't know where it's going to go, you know. So we'll have to see. But it all, but it just, I like the tie-ins because that's tie-ins to properties um, that that have been newly acquired, like X Men Four, right. um, all these properties that they now have control of now we're starting to get glimpses of you know yeah hopefully things to come right yeah and that's that's exciting i mean like even like i mean you know the obvious stuff like i mean when you know pietro and one of the kids showed up and i mean they're in full full comic book Quicksilver, you know, with the the hair and and everything. I was like, oh, that's that's beautiful. It wasn't it though. Yeah. But it, what was cool was what was really neat about it was is nobody else was dressed like superheroes at all. Every single kid that was walking around were they were generic Halloween costumes. Yeah. And so like that hasn't entered this part of it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Which I think but, is cool too. But he, he like like there's even that conversation where like Pietro's like, like I, I'm sure the kids are just sleeping the other 99 percent of the time, but it's nice that you let them out and like the, the the conversation he has with her about like like how are you doing this 
Yeah. Like, I mean, like it's like he knows. Like he like he knows. Like okay. Well, everybody else may be in the dark, you know, or you're keeping them in the dark, and you know the Tin Man may not know what's completely going on. I know. Yeah, but how does he know? Is and that you've looked the- at him cross a couple times. Like, how do you know that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, is it part of like the the whole multiverse thing that you know? Because again, it goes back to you know, it's Evan Peters, not right, not her. Act, you know, so it, it, there's a. I mean, well, here, there's also another Easter egg that, um, you know, I thought about too, and that was it was kind of obvious, but it wasn't. I mean, I didn't really even think about it till it was brought up later. But the whole orphanage thing, yeah, is that a called a nightcrawler? I mean, like, I, I, you know, or someone yeah. else. I mean, it sounds like a call to Nightcrawler, but <clears throat> um, that's big. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's real big. I mean, not real big, but yeah. he was one of the main Still, X-Men for a long time. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of, like, little breadcrumbs, and that's, like... You kind of laughed at me like the first few episodes. Like, just enjoy the show, Sean. Like, no, there, there, there's stuff all over the place. They're just leaving these little breadcrumbs. You got to try to figure them out. <laughs> and I stayed away from it, dude. I, I was yeah. like, I just want to watch the show and enjoy it. And I was like, oh my god. And they start. I mean, just things started popping up, and I started somewhere in the back of my brain. What's left of it, I guess, is you know, I started. I, I read that somewhere, and God. Yeah. I, I know this and I've read this comic. You know what I mean? Like that a couple of times I'm, I'm coming up to myself like, yeah, I, I'm pretty familiar. And then once I went down the house of M road, I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then I started to recall. And then I actually looked up house of M again. Yeah. Uh, I know. I read it, um, but then I was like, Oh my God, this is a whole Genosha. And like, it's just huge. The alternate verse and, Parker's married to Gwen Stacy. You know, I mean, like, there's a lot yeah. of shit that's going on with House of M. And so, it, uh, and Wolverine. And Wolverine's like the only one that really knows what's going on, which reminded me of the Evan Peters character of yeah. Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, so, it's just kind of weird. I mean, they also pretty much named the kids. <laughs> the kids yeah. came out with their powers. Uh, Speed was one. I can't remember the name of the other one for the life of me. Um, I can't, I just, it's been yeah. too long. But, um, yeah, I'm digging it. And it's actually making me excited about Marvel. And I think that's the intention. Um, right. <clears throat> but, um, so we'll see. I mean, and I, for some reason, dude, I just pieced together the whole, I don't know why it took me this long. I it pieced, I finally pieced together that that was the daughter. I, I just, I could not. I, I've only Monica watched Rambo. Yes, I've only watched that movie a couple times. I've yeah. only watched, um, what do you call it, a couple times? Captain Marvel. Yeah, and um, I mean, I just, I didn't, I never read the comic really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, and then all of a sudden it was like, ah, now I get it. You yeah. know, it's like a light switch. Yeah. And apparently they're setting her up to have powers. Right. Well, she should become a 
photon. Photon, yeah. Yeah. Weird how it just comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, but, but I, I also like like that there were like like subtle like like a couple episodes ago like when they were talking about what you know Wanda almost kicked Thanos' ass herself. Correct. You know, and they're like, yeah, but also said so Captain Marvel and Monica Rambo has that like look on her face like, mm, like 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 she has beef with Captain Marvel. Right, right. You know, I'm like, okay, I wonder what that's all about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. And, well, yeah, there's that, you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> there's just so much shit that get, happens within an episode. It's like, it's like 40 minutes or 30 minutes just, and they just pound Easter eggs in. Yeah. But I mean, you have to think about that's some really intricate writing and a lot of thought going into each episode. It is. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. something that. I mean, for someone to say, you know, hey, how about he just passes through the floor and we just show uh, Grim Reaper's helmet? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or have uh, an inscription on a wine bottle in French that when you translate it, kind of translates not to the House of M, but about yeah. the House of M. I mean, like, no one's going to pick that up. Yeah. I mean, we dig deep on that. Now, I picked up the helmet, but I, I didn't pick up the wine bottle. I saw that somewhere else. Yes, I, because I, I, I don't speak French, I wasn't about to go and have it translated. But somebody else apparently was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's an allusion to House of M." I'm like, "Oh okay." Yeah, but what I'm saying is like yeah. little stuff like that. Yeah. Plus the what? Which um, there was the Easter egg with um, uh, Harkness. Um, yeah. The the neighbor. Yeah. Or whatever her name, Agnes. Agnes, yeah. Yeah, when she was dressed up like the witch in the car. Yeah. That's a nod to the comic that she right. was an actual witch, that she was actually Wanda's mentor. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She have big play in this, but then probably not because Vision came, brought her back in. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. just like, or maybe she was just saying that you know, Wanda fucked me up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. I mean, in the comic, I mean, in I think in House of M, Strange delivered the twins, um, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was all about them trying to cure her, Xavier, but she was too powerful for Xavier. Yeah. And you know, um, and then Silver goes back to Daddy, and then Daddy gets involved, and. You know, it's a big mess. Yeah. Captain America is involved. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Everyone's involved. And then when they go to the alternative universe, it turns out to be an old cap. I know I'm going down weird rules, but this is stuff that I remember from the book. So wherever they go with it is going to be good. Um, but that opens the door. I mean, with the, you know, with the multiverse, I mean, are they going to bring back Cap? Are they going to bring back Tony? I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, apparently Chris Evans has said he'll or has signed some sort of deal to do some stuff. Right. What exactly? I'm not sure. But, you know. Well, well I'm sure that Robert Downey Jr. is ready to go after Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
yeah, I think I'm going to end my career with Marvel and go do, you know, Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a, a disaster of epic proportions. You can't even blame that shit on COVID. What's that? You can't even blame that shit on COVID. Yeah, you can't. No, there was a lot of shit that like like didn't do well because it came out like right around COVID. No, no, that was not the problem with Doctor Doolittle. No, not at all. But you know, I mean, he got paid either way. Oh, exactly. But but I'm sure he'll be back. So it's very interesting. And I don't know what they're going to do with the Black Panther character. Um, I know he's not going to sign on to be Black Panther. But um, not him. But I don't think they're going to make another Black Panther. Well, I, 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 I thought I saw um, they're going to do a Wakanda series. And that'll deal with the replacement of T'Challa. Well, there's another thing that they never covered either was, you know, the mysterious earth earthquake in the background. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's Namor. You yeah. know what I mean? And another thing is is that witch, um, Agnes, uh, she's been alive since the fall of Atlantis. Yeah. So there, there's another yeah. freaking, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. There's just so many six degrees of separation within these, with, within what they're doing that. And with them owning everything now, it's you can play that six degrees of separation without like going like, well, I don't know, they may not own the rights to that. I'm not quite. No, they own everything now. Yeah, well, except for Spider-Man. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So. But I've, I guess they're involved somehow. Well, they are. Like, they have a deal with Sony. Yeah. But, like... Well, I think Sony restructured that deal, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, I mean, yeah, there was that whole thing where Sony backed out, and then Tom <laughs> Holland, you know, he was just basically like, I, I don't want to do Spider-Man without it being part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, <laughs> and Sony came around and kind of like, okay, well, we'll figure this out, and now, I mean, you know, Either Tom Holland's denied it, you know, apparently every fucking buddy's going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. Right. You know. Which is, which kind of ties into things, though. Yeah. If you think about it. You know what I'm saying. multiverse, yeah, I get that. Right. So, I mean, like, that part of it makes sense to me, but I'm sure, I mean... I'm sure Sony was like, well, if you want Spider-Man, we need a bigger paycheck than, you know, what you're going to be us here. You're making a gazillions off Avengers. Not that they're not making any money on Spider-Man, but nothing to the epic level of yeah. what they're making off of, you know, Avengers movies. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot there was a lot of workings behind the scenes of who's getting what paycheck. and. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't, like, totally... totally uh, Tom Holland. <laughs> sure they, but he was they, a big uh, catalyst for that, like because he was gonna because no, they wanted I, to go I, forward with Tom Holland as Spider Man and bring him into Venom and and Morbius, and Holland was like, like, look, I, I, I should be part of the cinematic. This, you know, what you're doing is like nice, but we need to figure out a way to get this all together because this is what I want to do. I want to be in these movies because 
I get paid more. Right. You know. I wonder if Morbius is going to be in. It's interesting. It's all. Well, I mean, we we discussed like Morbius, like the one trailer we've seen from that. I mean, it had Vulture. You know, that was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we we had allusions to Spider-Man and and the wanted posters and stuff, but it wasn't the Spider-Man from the Marvel Cinematic Universe on the posters. So, it, like, what exactly was happening there? I don't know. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. You know, so, I mean. That that that's gonna be interesting to see how they tie that in, and then you know, there's you know, with Venom two and everything else. Yeah, and in Carnage. Yeah, I'm assuming. Oh well, yeah, I mean, Car- I mean, Carnage was basically laid out as the next movie. <laughs> right. You know, if you watch the after credit scene. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's just, I just I find it all very interesting. Yeah. It seems to me that I just don't know. Is it Grim Reaper that can summon or is it Agnes that can summon demons? I I can't remember. I don't remember. But that would lead to Mephisto. Yeah. Anyway, all right, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Rabbit hole's yeah. done. So, I'm, I'm going to imagine you at least watched some of the Super Bowl last week. Yeah. That was a stinker of a game. It was. Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. Well, I know what happened. That off it. The, the the thing that I said because I I thought even though I thought the Chiefs were going to win, like I said. The thing that could stop the Chiefs is their offensive line was, was a mash unit. Right. And I said that Tampa Bay's defense, especially their front seven, was good enough to put pressure without blitzing. Yeah. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Right. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. <laughs> right. And he was still like, like, I'm sure there are people who want, who, who were probably listening to this going, after the fact, going like, you know, yeah, Mahomes wasn't that, that that much, was he? Some of the throws he was fucking making, this guy's dropping the ball. Like, he threw that one. He was completely laid out sideways, vertical to the ground. Throws it 30 yards on a dime, and the guy drops the fucking ball. Yeah. Hits him right in the face mask. <laughs> right. Like, what more do you want the guy to do? I mean, so... I mean, yeah, I was I was bummed about the Chiefs lost, and but I'm happy like Bruce Arians got a Super Bowl ring, and Byron Leftwich is the offensive coordinator, and you know there was there was some guys I was happy to see get a ring, but overall, I just wish it was a better game. Yeah. The highlight of the game was the streaker. I know, kind of did felt you, normal, right? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you see or hear on CBS Radio? They they well it's it, Westwood one. Uh-huh. They, they carry the play by play of like the nat like the Monday night games, the national games, and like uh you know you know so the playoffs in the Super Bowl. So Kevin Harlan is the voice of Westwood Run one. Um, 
when they do games. So he gets the big games, like the Monday night game and the Super Bowl and shit like that. Yeah. I'm going to play for you his play-by-play of the streaker. Okay. Okay, It's because it's tremendous. You've got to hear this. 5.03 to go. Someone has run on the field. Some guy with a brawl. And now he's not being chased. He's running down the middle of the 40. Arms in the air and a victory salute. He's pulling down his pants. Put up your pants, my man. Pull up those pants. He's being chased to the 30. He breaks a tackle from a security guard. The 20, down the middle, the 10, the 5. He slides at the 1, and they converge on him at the goal line. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. (laughs) And the players with hands on hips at the other end of the field are looking at him and shaking their head and saying, why, oh, why? Is this taking place in a Super Bowl? Been down 20, 503 <laughs> Take off the bra, pull up your pants, and be a man. <laughs> it's funny. I like how he was breaking it down by yards. Yeah. <laughs> pull up your pants, my man. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? It was good, though. I don't care if he did it or not. Oh, oh it was true. Like, I, 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 I could care less about the streaker, but it just like that. Kevin Harlan's like, like, oh, he's pulled on his pants. Pull up your pants, my man. Like, <laughs> yeah. You have some pride if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> take the field. <laughs> right. Oh, it was good. Did you watch the halftime show? Yeah, some of it. Did you? Yeah. I muted the TV. Uh, I was muted the TV, and I was uh, looking at something on my phone. Whatever. I have no idea. I have no idea who the like. I still don't know who the weekend is and why he doesn't spell his name Same. properly. Yeah. It's just it's just that Super Bowl mess. That's all. Yeah. I like I I get like. You you want to appeal to the masses in some way, shape, or form? Like they're at a point now. Like why can't we get Metallica? I mean, you know, they're safe. Let them come out. Let them play "Seek and Destroy," "Master of Puppets." We know that's not going to happen. I know, but. It's got it's gotta be better than like some of the shit they've been throwing out there the past few years. Yeah, but that doesn't appeal to you, but it appeals to other people. That like okay, here's the here's the problem though. Okay. Up until the week before the Super Bowl, I had never heard of the weekend. Okay. Like well, Nancy's, appa- Nancy's apparently played some of his music around the house. Had no idea who this person was. Right. Okay. So uh, clearly, you are not a big enough name that you should have been the halftime show of the Super Bowl to begin with. He's pretty big, dude. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Like, when's the last time you listened to pop radio? Oh, I couldn't even fucking tell you. Well, there you go. <laughs> No, seriously. I mean, like, I mean, if you don't listen to pop radio or whatever, you know, popular music hits, 
then right, you're not like, going to know of the weekend. <laughs> uh, right, but like, okay, at the same time, like I, I could not name a single song buyer, but I've at least heard of Billy English or Idish or whatever the hell her name is. Idish, yep. Yeah, I know she exists. Like I didn't know this dude existed. Yeah. Like that. that so like, I mean, I, well, no, I don't listen to pop music like that. I've at least got my finger somewhat on the pulse of pop culture that yeah, I should have at least heard of you. And he's pretty big, dude. I don't know. Okay. Poke another hole in the box, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay. he was big enough to play a Super Bowl. Okay. The thing that upsets me more about the NFL now than ever before, though, is I just cannot stand. How the NFL has just completely reversed course on the whole anthem and the players. And I find it like a slap in the face. I just, I just, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, Kaepernick should sue the shit <laughs> out of the NFL. I, I just, I just, it just kind of pisses me off. It just, it just lets you know what big business is like, big corporate. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know if you knew this or not. <laughs> Speaking of that, I mean, like, apparently. The Dallas Mavericks had not played the national anthem before any home game this year. Okay. Preseason or regular season. Okay. And nobody said a thing until like last week. And it okay. was like reported like like in the Atlantic. Like some reporter was like, So I'm at this Dallas Mavericks game and I kind of realized they never played the anthem. Okay. The players just came out and they, they started playing basketball. Nobody played they didn't line up for the, 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 the anthem. Nobody uh-huh. played it. Well, the NBA came out and was like Every team will play the national anthem before every game. Period. End of sentence. Okay. And it was like one of those things where I was like, the Mavericks didn't release a statement on this. Like, they just kind of quietly were just like, yeah, fuck it. We're just not going to do it. Yeah. And I kind of respected that. Like, like I, I don't understand why the national anthem has to be played before sporting events. Right. It's not like, it's, like I don't go to the movie theater and have to stand for the national anthem. <laughs> we should do that. You don't go to a play. Yeah. I mean, you don't go to a play. They play the national anthem beforehand. Like there's no other entertainment venue where they play the national anthem before the event takes place. Right. Except for sports. Right. And how do you nip the controversy in the bud? Well, you just don't play it. <laughs> right. Kind of simple. You know, instead, we're going down this quagmire of we'll we'll play the black national anthem and we'll play then we'll play our national anthem. And no, just just stop. Yeah. You know, I just I my problems just with that. I didn't know about that, about the maps, but I the NFL was just like getting on these players so hard. For so long, and all of a sudden they just flip tail, and I just well, I'm it's just... because of look who's in office. No, I, I know. I mean, that, that's the difference. Like, 
the, the whole kneeling thing became an issue because it was something that, that President Trump could rattle his saber about that his base right, would right. get behind. No, I, I get it. I get it. Like, all honesty. Like, and it's one of those things where, like, well, the, the simple solution is just to stop playing the national anthem. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be considered unpatriotic for saying that, but it's 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 not a patriotism thing. It's just it's a matter of it's the only the only events we have to do that for are sporting events, right? You know, and unless you're playing for your country, which professional athletes don't, why are we playing anthems? Yeah. They're not playing for country. And, like, I even hate... So, if you're... If I go to a Penguins game and they're they're playing the Canadians, I gotta stand for the Canadian National Anthem, too. I know. And let's face facts, while the team may be based in Canada, half the guys are Russian. Right, well, or Canadian. Right. Well, <laughs> but... Like I'm talking about, I, I know what you mean. You know, like you know, most most of these players aren't from Canada or or they're not North American anymore. Right, right. So do I have to sit through every country's national anthem? So if a guy has a you know a player from Sweden, I got to hear the Swedish national anthem too. Right, right. No, it's just a country that this team's based out of. Right. Well, that guy from Sweden can care less. He's neither <laughs> American nor Canadian. <laughs> right. You know, <coughs> baseball is the same way. You know, you're playing the national anthem. Most of these guys are are Latino. They're, they're right. from they're from you know the Dominican Republic and Puerto you know well Puerto Rico is the U.S. but they're from the Caribbean or they're from Mexico or you know someplace else. A lot a lot of Americans don't play baseball anymore. Right. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they should just do away with it. So we don't have to worry I, about I it. I mean, that's what I think. I, I get there was a time where United, U.S. sports were dominated by U.S. citizens. And maybe that's why you played a national anthem. But nowadays, like with baseball, basketball, was, hockey, right. but I, they're much more international. Oh, sure. You but know, I think also, too, I think you have to look at the time period, too. Like during World War One and World War Two. It was a national, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was the vibe, I guess. Right. I mean, even, like, you know, you go back to 1991, and, you know, 30 years ago, Whitney Houston doing a national anthem, you know, as we were going to, to war in the Gulf. You know, I mean, right. people cite that as, like, you know, probably the greatest rendition of the national anthem. And, you know, right. the, you know in Tampa Stadium with the everybody waving the flags. I mean, I mean, it's a touching scene. I get that. But, man, like, nowadays, it's just, like, Let's just put an end to the controversy. Yeah. Play Renegade. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, mama, I'm in fear for my... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Let's play Renegade at every, every yeah. event. <laughs> the mandatory mm-hmm. terrible towel way. Yeah. That's pretty much solo to Pittsburgh, right, Renegade? Yeah. Nobody, uh, no other teams do that, do they? 
not Renegade. No, that, that's us. And everybody pretty much bit off our terrible towels, too, around the NFL, <laughs> right? Or did Coke come up with that after a team did that? Or was that in college before it even got to? Well, the terrible towel was, I mean, that was Myron Cope's creation. Like, nobody was waving towels at games. Um, right. But I, I not even at the college level. I mean, that, that was, like, his inspiration. I, I know other teams have tried to create their, like, you know, a rally towel of some type. Um, yeah, even in Minnesota, they had, like, the, the Homer Hankey for, like, the, the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Which, like, they'd do a whiteout with the white hankies waving, and that was kind of cool. But, um, I mean, for the most part, like, other teams have, like, tried to do a towel thing, and it just never catches on. Right. That's, like, that's uniquely Pittsburgh. Yeah. No, I know, I know it was uniquely. Yeah. I didn't know if Cope got it from a college level before that or if he no. just did it on his own. Well, I mean, he, he, his, his idea was, you know, what's the one thing, like, everybody kind of has? Like, well, you know, just bring a yellow towel to the game. Like, they didn't yeah. sell terrible towels. Like, just bring bring a yellow towel. It'll be the terrible towel, you know. Right. Yoy a double yoy. And, you know, like, as the, the, the story goes, like, you know, the game comes up. It's a sold-out stadium. Everybody's kind of sitting on their hands at the start of the game. And all the sports writers are looking at Cope like, you know. Well, you've done it again. You know, nothing happened. And all of a sudden, he's like, I didn't know. Like, everybody just started swirling their towels around. And he's like, <laughs> you know, it took off from there. And I think a lot of the proceeds went to charity for that, right? Correct? Proceeds off terrible towel sales? Yeah. Once they started printing them. Like, That's what I mean. Terrible towels. Yeah. yeah like, it, like Cope, Cope owned the rights to that. And, like, like the proceeds went to um like the some it was like the Pittsburgh school for the deaf and blind or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think like, you're right. Yeah, like, like it was like one of those things where like, like the majority of the, the the earnings from that went to that. That's pretty cool though, right? Yeah, and I think that's continues like I, I think at the end I think Myron sold the rights to the Steelers for the terrible towel for them to use. Yeah. And you know but he what part of the contract was that they do have to donate some of the proceeds to, cause I think that was his, his son was, was blind or something like that. And so that's like his way of giving back to the school that his son went to. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a good story, right? Yeah. <laughs> have an iron with mine. <laughs> iron cup. Hey, cut. speaking of announcers, what happened to Bill Hilgraf? Did he get a DUI or some shit? What happened to that? What's the mess with that? Bill Hilgraf, I mean, the, the well, legend is, you know, he's <laughs> always enjoyed a, a drink or two, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think especially, like, during the days, like, with Myron. Like, I mean, at Pitt, you know, I mean, he's been at Pitt forever. That's what, yeah, like, I know. You know, forever. And... You know, I think he was always, you know, a teetotaler, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, but I think like with like in the booth with Myron for Steeler games, I think like, you know, he he enjoyed a drink or two. Yeah, and I think Myron enjoyed a drink or two, mm-hmm. you know, right. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, now we're getting the modern times and you know, here, here's Bill Hillgrove, a 70 year old man who's like still. I punch is like, you know. You can't be drinking in the booth. You know what I mean? Like, don't you tell me what to do. I'm a grown ass man. Yeah, yeah. 
But I think, yeah, he got pulled over for a DUI like at the beginning of the, of the pit season, pit basketball season or something. I can't remember. It was, yeah. <laughs> pit asked him, like, we got to sit you down. <laughs> right. It's, like, I, that, it's like one of those weird things. Like I know at some point or another, like every region had their guys. Like you know the, those local those local announcers, usually mostly associated with baseball, right? Like you know, like you know we 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 had um the gunner, oh, I can't remember his name, but then there was I mean Lenny for Terry was like you know the majority of my life was like the voice of pirate baseball, you know, right? And um. Yeah, and here in Pittsburgh, we, we've been blessed, you know, you know, a, a unique voice like Myron Cope who calling football games is unheard of. Like nobody would have hired a guy like that except here in this time. <laughs> right. But then you get like Mike Lang. Yeah. You know, one of the greatest hockey announcers of all time. Right. You know, and we're blessed to have him here. And, you know, and even Bill Hillgrove is like a Pittsburgh original, who, you know, with a unique voice and like so many like. I listen to like Penguin broadcast now, and they sound so generic. They do, you know, and like even the pirate broadcast, like you know, Greg Brown is a bit local sounding and original, but for the most part, man, the guys that go on pirate broadcast just they all sound the same. Yeah, you know, and it's like it's like a sad day of like that unique local broadcaster who was like. Our guy. Right. You know. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, also, too, it didn't sound the same without Lang. Yeah. Um, if you listen to a game without Lang, it's just kind of like. Eh. <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I know I know he set out, the you know, the the playoff last year because of COVID. And I think he's still sitting out this year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I listen to some, like, you, you pull up, like, some highlights, and it's, like, with the radio broadcast, which is, you know, always Mike Lang, and it's, like, it just it sounds like some generic guy. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, man, I, you know, I miss that local flair. Like. Yeah, Lang had a good sound, though. Yeah. When he called a game. And he called a game. Yeah. Like, uh, um. He just called a game well. Yeah. You know what I mean? We kind of... When I listen to a game, I, I mean, I want to hear some flavor, but I want to hear a game. Yeah. You know, I want to hear him call the game. Yeah. And when... I mean, he's not doing it anymore, but when you listen to Staggerwall, it was just like, he'd just go off on these stories, and I'm like, just call the game. Yeah. I, I mean, I appreciate the stories. Do the stories like between breaks or something, but fucking call the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it could be a two on one, and he's fucking talking about a story. And like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I remember back in 1983 uh, when we drafted Lemieux. Like, great, you know, glad you were around then, Mike. It's not what's happening on the ice right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to hear your wartime stories. I, I mean, I don't care. I want to. I want to. If I'm listening to it, uh, there's a reason. 
you know, I want I want you to call the game. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all I want. I don't need all this color commentary. Yeah. It was just too much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. No, that's quite all right. <laughs> I mean, I just like to hear a game called. Yeah. Because I, I love hockey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I've heard the same stories over and over and over and over again. Yeah. You know. The way Lemieux scored so many times in one game. I mean, I, all right. Yeah. Yeah. The day Lemieux got drained. Yeah, I get it. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm worried about. You know, we're down two goals with seven minutes left. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And one Why of our guys is hurt. On the ice? Right, and Malkin's out of the game with a knee injury. Yeah. How we, you know, how are they gonna, you know, how are they gonna mount this comeback? Yeah. You know? Exactly. That that is the exciting exciting stuff with you know hockey. You know, I think some of the most exciting stuff is you know there's 30 seconds left. You're down by a goal and the, you know you got the board out. And you're you're and and then you see them all huddled around the board and they go and they execute it. I mean that's like one of the best feelings in the world when you're watching oh, yeah. hockey. You know? I was like, man, I can't believe they just did that. You know what yeah. I mean? So, but anyway, yeah. But it's funny like before we like. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention what is possibly the greatest voice of Pit, you know, from in Pittsburgh history, and that's the great late Beano Cook. <laughs> Beano Cook. Oh, Beano Cook was like quite possibly the greatest storyteller ever. Yeah, like he'd, he'd relay a story of like, like from like from like 1945, like back then. Uh, Notre Dame, when they had the four horsemen of the apocalypse, you're just like, like, like you're like stuck on like everywhere. Like, oh man, what's Beano gonna say? And then like Beano would go in like, you know, look, if you're if you're taking the money line, you gotta take the Steelers with the plus thirty five. You know, <laughs> like yeah. Beano was like quick to give gambling advice at a time when like that was like taboo. Like Beano was like that gave no fox. He's like, you know, I, I talk gambling. I like to put a little money on a game. I got a bookie myself. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in Bloomfield and you stop at Gino's, you tell Bobby in the back, Bino sent you. He'll give you the good line. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Did you just tell us where to place a bet, Bino? On the radio? (laughs) I don't give a fuck. I'm Bino cook. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Oh my. Well, I think that's what a lot of them feel like when they're drinking in the booth too. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm a Pittsburgh institution. Who's gonna pull me over? <clears throat> well, it's funny too because you go up to the Pete, right? And uh, I mean, the University of Pittsburgh is is. I mean, people can smoke on campus. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, you know, for the games, for the pit games, pit basketball games, they have the ashtrays outside, and yeah, you know, the old timers are out there. Oh yeah, some younger guy, you know, smoking cigars and whatever, you know. And they're like, do you ever think it's going to become, you know, non-smoking in Pittsburgh? And I was like, well, I don't think so. No, not <laughs> this time. <laughs> Especially with the guys smoking cigars outside of, you know, between. Yeah. Pit- <laughs> like I'll never forget like going to the arena 
and you you couldn't smoke in the stands, but you could smoke in the causeway. Yeah. So like you like just see like people like just like standing like along the wall, just like puffing away and shit. And like the it'll just be like this smoke filled like, uh-huh. like hysterical. Also too is like you know you can't smoke in PNC Park at all. No. Uh, not one. You can't. There's nowhere. You, you can't do it. Um, there's nowhere to do it. Um, yeah. And the rules are followed at PNC. Yeah. And also too at, um, you know, at the uh, Penguin games. Yeah. Uh, once you're in, you're in. You can't come back in. Yeah. Like once you're in the building, you're in the building, and that's yeah. it. There's nowhere else. You can't do anything else. You know what I mean? Um. And people abide by that. Man, you get to Heinz Field. <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody smokes downstairs, you know what I mean, in the yeah. hall. Of you know, none of that. When you go up in them balconies, man, you know, they, they yeah. find their spots. Oh, yeah. In the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's funny, though. I mean, I've smoked down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Just pull up. I mean, it's nice too because the TV's right there. If you, if you, you know, if yeah. you don't get back in time because you're waiting in line for food or pissing or smoking or whatever, you can watch the rest of the game on the TV. Not rest of the game, but part of the game on the TV. Hey, one, one of those great moments in my life, like when you like realize that that as a man, very few rules apply to you. Okay. <laughs> was when the first time I went to to Three Rivers Stadium and there were guys pissing in the garbage can. <laughs> really? Like we're just not even waiting in line. Like, fuck it. I'm just pissing in the garbage can. <laughs> I'm getting like I never like, saw that. Oh guy. yeah. Guys pissing in the sink. Like, yeah, just like we're not like we're not waiting in line. We're just getting in and getting not. Maybe that's why they did Maybe that's why they did Heinz Field the way they did it. I, I think it is. Because those troughs are just I mean it's it's like you know there's like 25 yards of trough per bathroom. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> it is why they did it because, I mean, there, there were guys like just like dropping trowel and pissing in the sink, you know, to get back to watch that Steeler game. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, yeah, I have wow. never. We can I do have, this? Right. I have never gone to a Steeler game where I had to wait, you know, more than five minutes to take oh, a piss. Yeah. yeah. And I've been to a lot of Steeler games. Yeah. But I've never, <laughs> I've never had to wait long. To take a piss, ever. It's just, yeah. I don't I, know. I think, I, it's, it's so much troughs. Yeah, because it's designed to get you in and get you out. You know, there's. No, yeah, really, it, it is. There's nobody pissing in the sinks anymore. Nah. <laughs> you know, but that was back in the day. Like I, I walk in and there's two guys pissing in a garbage can and three guys pissing in sinks. I'm like, holy fuck. This is an Yeah. This is a Thunderdome in here. Fucking zoo. <laughs> Fuck's happening? Waiting for somebody to fling poo at me. <laughs> hey, Daddy, I gotta go to the bathroom. It's my first game. <laughs> yeah. What the? Well, you know, do as the Romans do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pissing in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just picked me up and put me on the on the sink. There you go, boy. <laughs> Pissing on Pepe, the the, the fucking uh, food vendor. Yeah. 
Hot dogs, woo! <laughs> Wait, son. <laughs> I haven't seen, you know, that's one thing I don't see much at the games. Strangely enough, um, I can remember going to games when I was younger, and I can remember going, maybe baseball's a little different. But there's not many vendors at at uh, football games, like um, going up and down the stands. Beer, up, that's it. Uh, yeah. Well, you go to a pit game. I mean, the way it used to be. I'm sure it still is. Like, you know, you get you know, cotton candy and water and coke. Yeah. You know, there was I oh I always loved there was that one guy. Like, I, like that's how he yelled it. You're like, what? The, that is the most annoying. Right. Go care. You know. <laughs> yeah. like, I just skinny, don't. Skinny old guy. Like, like look, his eyes even look like 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 it looked like it hurt him to say cotton candy. Like I was like, holy fuck, dude, you need another job. <laughs> if it pains you to say those two words like that, you you need to stop. Yeah. You know. We have to think about, too, like during COVID, that's a huge hit for them, too. I mean, not just, but even if there were fans in the stands, how do you think you're going to get their beer to them? It has to go through eight people, ten people's hands to get to yours. Right. If you're in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is the most, uh, like, the craziest transactional method ever. Like, I'm in the middle, like, I'm in the middle seat of, like, a 30 a, a, a 30 seat row and I'm going to pass a 20 down 18 people and you're going to send back two beers and my change <laughs> and it happens yeah, yeah. like <laughs> how does that shit work like it, it's just like the rule the, the law of the land like you will respect the transaction and there are laws to games yeah I mean, they they have their own set of laws within the yeah. stadium. Yeah. Seriously. Like, not getting up between, I mean, only getting up between plays. Yeah. Trying to get your seat back as fast as you can between, you know, timeouts yeah. or plays or whatever. Yeah, there's a certain amount of role that you follow, you know, at the games. Passing yeah. of the money, beers, you know, everything. It's It's just part of it. Yeah. <laughs> No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is. It's it's like it's all part of the how 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 to enjoy the game. And that's like part of it is like, you know, okay, this person way down here, okay. Let me pass the money down. Yeah. You know, here comes the beers. Here, here's the change. You know. You know, it's like it's like this amazing thing that actually fucking works. Yeah, and then when the people that disobey those rules, like, you know, like if they get up in the middle of a play or coming back to sit in the middle of a play, you'll hear them. Oh yeah! All around about time. Shut the fuck down. <laughs> I mean, I hear it all the time. Yeah. Watching the goddamn game. Sit the fuck down. I'll never forget yelling at a guy. We went to um a Pirates game. It was opening opening day. Uh huh. And we were down in the lower bowl, but high up in the lower bowl. Yeah. And like, the worst part about opening day is it's it's fucking amateur night. You know. 
Like it, it's like people yeah, have yeah. no clue how to behave themselves at a baseball game, go to a baseball game. And right. this motherfucker just kept getting up in the middle of like in the middle of an inning, like guys pitching. He's like getting up to go get something, come back down. Like you got to wait, you know, you got to wait between innings. Yeah. You know, that's just how that shit works. And this, I'm, I'm yelling, you need to sit the fuck down, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what's the matter, sir? I'm like, this guy keeps getting up in the middle of the inning. Oh, oh okay. I'll take care of it. Let, you know, stop saying the word fuck. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll watch my language. <laughs> you know, it's a children's park here. Yeah. We're family <laughs> friendly, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah. That won't happen in Heinz Field. No. Only at PNC. PNC is like the, the fucking Mount Olympus of stadiums. Like, yeah. you know, watch your P's and Q's, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. It, it's like, it's weird. It, it's a weird vibe. I like the vibe. I mean, it's okay. But you can tell it's more family atmosphere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I mean. Heinz Field is like for whores and drunks. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's what it is. Like, Steel and Sunday <laughs> is like Sodom and Gomorrah. It is. I, I mean, I, am I right? I mean, you it's are. not. <laughs> the only, the only, like, I mean, it's fucking cold. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, uh, it's just, it's like, um, I, uh, PNC Park's almost like bourgeois, you know? The only time you ever get into, like, a really good area are club seats. Do you know what I mean? I, or, or, I, I once saw a priest yell, step on that motherfucker's throat. So, you know, <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's what it's a bloodbath. Difference, yeah, it is. Like, I mean, it, PNC Park is like, <laughs> like the criminal element of like, and like, and those seats aren't cheap. That's the worst spot. So like, like you know, these are people with money who are just like, like, like going to like the Thunderdome, you know? What for Heinz Field? You mean? Yeah, for Heinz Field, because I mean, you know, Steelers tickets ain't cheap. Oh no. You know? So, you know, like I said, these are people with money who are, like, coming out to, like, <laughs> vent their aggression, you know. Oh, they're going to do so in the most vulgar way possible. Like, and I have heard, like, when I went to pit games, I was an asshole. Like, I will freely admit it. And I said some things that I kept clean, but yet I was an asshole, you know. You go to a Steeler game, I, I have just heard some of the most horrific things hurled from the house, from the mouths of mothers <laughs> at the opposing team on the field, you know? Right. And by third quarter, everybody's blitzed. Oh, Not everybody, but there's a lot of people blitzed because they're drinking before they go into the game. Then they're spending 50 or 60 bucks drinking at the game. And okay. You figure like the average fan Shows up at eight o'clock in the morning for oh, a yeah. one o'clock kickoff. Oh yeah, they are full blown kegs and eggs. Yeah, you know, and and you're right. They're dropping another fifty bucks to keep that buzz going. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, it's a it's a weird vibe, man. Stadium, state. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love it, but um, it is. I mean, like. You could just sit, such see the difference. I mean, like <clears throat> going to PNC, you know, I'm taking my kid to their second, first, second game, and we're going to get some Permanis, and we're going to, you know, it's like this whole ordeal. I'm going to buy yeah. him a, a thumb. Like clapping. Maybe yeah. a hat. 
Yeah, exactly. You know, it's just it's just a vibe. <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you, and in Heinz Field, it's like. You got your knife on you? No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, like, I mean, in Heinz Field, it's just kind of like you're kind of watching your kid, you know, like, stay close. Kill that motherfucker. Right. It's exactly. You don't don't hear the kind of language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The ushers get right into it, dude. Yeah. Like, like, anything goes. Like, I mean, (laughs) I even heard, like, some racist shit. Like, I'm just like, so nobody's gonna do anything about that? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> you know? Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's like, and it's just a mix of all different kinds of people. And I think my favorites are the old timers. My favorites have always been the guys in their like late sixties and seventies. The old timers yeah. had the front row seats or the or the good seats on the end, you know. And yeah. Like this like they're going back to like you know. I remember the seats I had at Three River Stadium in 1978. You know, you're just like, oh shit. Yeah, they oh, know the game. Yeah, and they know the they know the stadium. They know the fans. They know. Yeah. You know, it's weird because when you're going to the games and you're sitting by the same people all the time, it's just like those people become family. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing. Like, I I got tickets one time from a buddy. Go to the game, and the people around me like, how did you get these tickets? I'm like, so and so gave me. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure because you know, those are so and so seats, and they're here every week. Right, right, right. Like, the fuck? Yeah. yeah you tell each other, dude. I'm yeah. telling you. I think one of the most annoying times when Jared and I were going, this this guy uh, bought seats that were like three seats down from us. Yeah. And he, he was not from the area. He drove from, God, he had an accent, a uh, southern accent. I think he drove from, like, Virginia or North Carolina yeah. for every game, yeah. him and his wife. Oh, yeah. And holy fuck, uh, that was the season. Um, that season was with uh, when Ben got injured. Okay, yeah. So yeah. last season. Yeah, last season. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> the duck call. He'd bring a duck call. Oh. Game. Oh. And I just, I, I couldn't. And he, not only on top of that, but he just wouldn't stop talking and screaming at the field. Yeah. Like, there's a time to scream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a time to watch the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would run himself hoarse by the fourth quarter. Yeah. But that duck call was just constant. And I was like, uh-huh. you do know that he's like probably one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> I mean, do you know that's not a real quarterback on the field? Yeah. Used <laughs> to get into it with him. But like, he is. I mean, duck was a horrible quarterback. He was. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. He, he like, he like got some lucky throws and it made you think he was good. And yeah. then, like, you realize, like, no, he really isn't. He, like, became the uh, Trump of the NFL. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, seriously. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it was just, it was crazy. But, I mean. I, I was going to go Jeremy Lin, but okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go, you, know. you know where I'm coming from. Yeah. Like, it brought out the duck hunters, like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Now we're duck hunting, we just get duck calls. 
I mean, it was it was it was absolutely crazy town. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are blowing these duck calls. He's like the worst thing ever to to even step onto the field. I mean, like the guy is terrible. And you're like, and you like this guy? They would. There'd be a lot of people there rooting for Duck over Mason. Well, I was like, at least I can I I can get behind Mason a little bit. I can't I can't get behind Duck. Just kidding. yeah, I, I had a hard time with Duck. Um, I have a hard time with Mason. You know. Oh, I do too. Yeah. I mean, when you don't have any choices. Right. Like I miss Landry Jones. And I don't think Josh Dobbs is that bad of a, when he was there. I think Dobbs yeah. is bad. Yeah. He's better than fucking Duck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's better. I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are better than Duck. No, I know. But what I'm saying, it was just, it was insane. What do you think about this this latest, uh, real quick, uh, quarterback we got from Washington, right? Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. What's this guy about? Well, I mean, he came out of Ohio State. He was highly regarded. Um, you know, people said out of, out of that class, he was probably the most NFL ready. And, uh, you know, he goes to Washington and he turns out to be a head case. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, he was the starting quarterback. He lost the job to Alex Smith because he wasn't playing well. Mm-hmm. They put Haskins back in to like, okay, see if he's learned his lesson. And he gets caught at a strip club not wearing a mask. You know, in the middle of, you know, this COVID thing. Uh-huh. And so they they like they just they fucking released him in the middle of the season. They're like, fuck it. Like they waste the first round draft pick. Wow. Only in the second season. They're like, fuck it, we're done with him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, from a talent standpoint, like I look at him and I go, man, <laughs> this could be a steal. But yeah. from a head standpoint, like, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, can he get his head on straight and become an NFL player? Or, you know, is he a man baby? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that's the problem. I mean, like, I look at his talent and I think his talent is is – he there's a reason he was a first round draft pick, and I think the talent is definitely there. But the 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 question becomes like you know can he mature? Can he learn from his mistakes and mature and you know be an NFL quarterback? What what you expect right. an NFL quarterback to be? And like you know I don't know if he can do that or not. Yeah, but the talent you say is there. Yeah, the talent's there. Yeah, like definitely. It's just you know like I mean he wasn't even like like. It was clear, like, you, like you look at his arm strength and everything about him just screams NFL quarterback, you know. But like, it was clear, like he wasn't reading his playbook, you know. He he couldn't read defenses, he, you know. He, it, it was clear he was just fucking off, because that's probably what he's done his entire entire life. Like it's come naturally to him. Right, right. The NFL doesn't come naturally. You got to work at it now. Yeah, yeah. That natural ability's gotten you to this point. Now you've got to put the effort in to become great. Right. And it was clear like he wasn't doing that. I see. You know, plus going to a strip club on a Saturday night before a game, not wearing a mask, does not help. Right, right. You know. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I, I'm I, just curious. I, I, hope, I hope it works out, but I don't think it's going to. 
you know. So how do you feel about the uh, possibility of J.J. Watt coming here? Look, if, if you yeah, no, get, seriously, I want I want to know that I want to hear it from the sports mouth. If you could get J.J. Watt to come to Pittsburgh at like a a family discount, yeah. it is one hundred percent worth the money because all all of a sudden you got J.J. on one side, T.J. on the other. I, I, I don't see how how that defense is stopped. Like you, you're the quarterback, just might as well just take a knee. <laughs> you know, I mean, all, all honesty, the quarterback just might as well take a fucking knee. Yeah. You know, um, I the pro- the problem becomes this: if if I'm if I'm JJ Watt, in it's, he's in his tenth year, right? He's in his tenth year. Like the only reason you come to Pittsburgh, in all honesty, is if you think you can win a championship. Otherwise, if I'm JJ Watt. I'm going to Tampa Bay. Right. Like, you know, Shaq Barrett down there, he he he's on a he was on a contract year. That man deserves to get paid big money. Right. You know, he 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 he's a beast. And you know, Tampa may say, We'll 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 let Shaq Barrett go and we'll bring in T you know, JJ Watt and uh because J.J. Watt's chasing a championship, and this is the place to come to do that. Yeah. You know, like T- Tampa can say we're going to get rid of younger players who are going to cost us a ton of money, and we'll bring in some guys who have already made their nut and are willing to take a, a pay cut to come here and win a championship. Right, right. You know, which is, I mean, what you do with Tom Brady, which is what you do with Antonio Brown, which is what you do with Leonard Fournette, which is what you do with, you Gronkowski. know, uh, uh, Gronkowski, which is what you do with Ndamukong Sue, which is what you do with, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul. I mean, you know, the list goes on and on of guys who, you know, they're in Tampa because they think they could win a championship. Right. You know, and I think a guy like J.J. Watt, I think that's where, like, as, as much as I would love to see him in black and gold, like, on the other, like, J.J. on one side, T.J. on the other, that, that fucking defense is unstoppable. But... I just I don't I I'd, I'd be very surprised if that's where he ended up. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. I, I was just don't. curious. You don't. I mean, I I think it would like I would run right out and probably buy a '99 jersey. Why? Well, you know, it'd be the thing too. That would he want to play with? I mean, not Woody, but you know, does he have a dream of playing with his brother? Right. Can you imagine that as a as a brother tandem right. being on the same team? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I mean, that would be like a, you know, to some people, a dream come true if they're close, which they, I think they are. Well, but. I mean, and on top of that, I mean, it would be two of the preeminent pass rushers in the NFL right now. Right. On the same team. Right. That that would be, I mean, that that, that would, like, so, like, again, like, the, the, the thing comes back to, like, if you're J.J. Watt, like as great as it would be to play with your brother, and I'm sure that's a dream that you've had, like right. with both of your brothers, because you know Derek is here too. Yeah. You know, so the the entire Watt family would be in black and gold, which would be you know unheard of. Right. Um, do you think you can win a championship in Pittsburgh? Like, it, what's more important, playing with your brother, or or wearing a Super Bowl ring? <clears throat> 
I guess it depends on our offensive line. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. So, I, I mean, but that's where it stands. Like, I, I, I have no doubt that he's going to talk to Pittsburgh. I have no doubt that Pittsburgh's going to talk to him. Like, they, you know, both sides would be stupid not to, because he'd be a perfect fit with this defense. He would be. You know, I mean, you look. There's a lot of things you can look at. And you can say that, but at the end of the day, like. What's more important to him? And I, I think he's going to end up in some place like Tampa Bay. Yeah. You know, where he's more likely to win a championship. Right. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. Um, I was just curious on your on your stand on it. I want him to come to Pittsburgh. I think it'd be pretty neat. Um, <laughs> winning a championship, it's a whole nother, uh, whole nother story. But they got to repair that offensive line. Well, I mean, as funny as it sounds, let's not forget, like, yeah, I can think of off the top of my head three times a team has won a Super Bowl only because of their defense. Okay. The Steelers in Super Bowl nine. Okay. The Ravens when they won their first Super Bowl back in, what is that, 2000? And the the Super Bowl Fifty um, Broncos. Okay. Because you you look at the Steelers in Super Bowl Nine, the offense did damn near nothing. I mean, the, the offense was effective enough, but like that that team was fueled by its defense that year. Right. You know, the defense was well ahead of the offense. In two thousand, when the Ravens won that Super Bowl, I mean, fuck, that offense went like what five games without scoring a touchdown yeah I know. like the ravens were literally like just just get us nine points and we'll do the rest on defense right like that was you know just get, get more than a touchdown and we'll hold them off you know yeah. and then that the super bowl 50 broncos team that Pey- peyton manning's last year that was the ghost of peyton manning that yeah. was an awful peyton manning yeah you know? There's a reason he retired after that game. Like, you know, it's like it wasn't to go off in the sunset like John Elway. It was because, like, I'm fucking done. Yeah. You know, like, you know, he he literally crawled across the finish line. That defense won that Super Bowl for him. They 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 beat the shit out of Cam Newton, and Cam Newton has not been the same since. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, that's three times I can think of where a defense has been able to propel a team to a Super Bowl. And I mean, even though it was only five years ago that, that the Broncos did that, you know, I, I, it's tough to say, like, you know, having TJ and JJ Watt, you get Devin Bush back. Um, I mean, that, that defensive line, you know, it, with Hayward and, and uh, to it, um, the secondary with, with um, Fitz, uh, Fitzgerald. Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. I mean, yeah, Fitzgerald. Yeah, yeah. Fitzgerald. But yeah, Fitzpatrick yeah. and, uh, you know, and that whole crew. Like, I mean, I, I could see where that defense would be good enough. But with the way the NFL is nowadays, it's so offensively driven. Like, right. Your, your <laughs> offense has to find a way to score more than 10 points. Right. You know, and well, and the thing is, 
is, you know. So who do you think they're going to trade for offensively? Well, I, I think they got, they've got to find I – mean, right now, I mean, Mike Pounce – or not Mike Pouncey, but, yeah, Mike Pouncey and Marquise Pouncey retired. So you, right. right off the bat, you've lost your your all-pro center who was who was slipping. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got you got to look at getting a center. You you've got to look at you're going to let Alejandro Villanueva go. You got so you got to replace him at tackle. You you've got to you know you got to look at David DeCastro and kind of say like you know um, is he worth the money? Yeah. You know I mean the the, the that, that that entire offensive line needs help. Like you know, you you've got to replace you you to to reinforce that offensive line. You're going to have to replace at least three of those guys. Right. You know, two 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 of them are off the bat because you're you're, you're going to let Villain the wave it go, and you know and you can you got to get yourself a, a center, a starting center, mm-hmm. and you know with the with the way their cap is, I I mean. It's going to be tough to do. Well, they're going to let Dupree go. Yeah, I mean they're going to let that. Dupree go. But I mean, that's defense. But what I yeah. what I mean is, like as that's far going as to free cap, up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, you know, so even if you get JJ Watt to come in here for you know five million a year, yeah, you know, which would be like you know an insult to JJ Watt. But like if you get him to come for like a brotherly discount, you still got to find a way to pay brother TJ at some point. And then, I mean, you st- you've still got the elephant in the room with Ben Roethlisberger making $41 million next year. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to restructure that. Yeah. He's the last year of his contract. I, don't I, think he'll re- I think he'll redo it. Right. I think he'll take a pay cut, too. But it's just one of those deals he's, where it's like... He's made his money. <clears throat> oh, yeah, he has. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know... It, <clears throat> You've got to give him a reason to take the pay cut. Like you have to justify it. Yeah. Like if if you if you take X amount of money instead of what you're taking now, we can take that money. Yeah. This is what we can do. You know. Right. Um, I think they're gonna let Juju go too. Yeah. I, I think so too. Juju being a stealer next year. And I mean, it's it's no shot at Juju. Like I, I think I just I think they've done so well drafting wide receivers. I think with Deontay Johnson, I think with Chase Claypool, you can afford to say to Juju that you know, thank you for your service. Yeah. You know, take your talents elsewhere. Like and and it's a shame because that's a really talented kid. He is. You know? No, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from his talent or his but, toughness because I think the kid's tough. Right, I do. But the pro- the problem becomes you can't afford to pay him what he's going to want to be paid. Right, but investing in what's his name Chase, yeah. I think that dude is going to blow out the stars, dude. I think this guy has talent that it's disgusting. He's he's the next Calvin Johnson. Yeah, he's unreal, man. Yeah, this kid is like like he's got the height like Calvin Johnson had. But he's yeah. also faster. Right. Which is scary. Yeah, it's sick, man. Yeah. And, and we saw that in the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, half half the season. We saw this kid catching balls that was like, oh, my God. 
Yeah. But you got to remember who was throwing the ball, too. <laughs> you know I mean? like, right. Ball was there. I mean, he made some tough catches. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but, you know. Hope they hope they get away from that, that slant pass. I'll be good. Well, I mean, it's 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 that thing of, well, why 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 was Ben getting rid of the ball so so damn quick? Well, because the offensive line couldn't hold. Right. You know, why did the running game disintegrate? Well, because the offensive line wasn't that good. Right. You know, like I, I you know I. I think Connor's gone too. Yeah, I think Connor's gone too. But like, it's just it becomes that 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 thing of of like. We saw it in the Super Bowl. Like Patrick Mahomes is is Superman with the football, and I, I mean, and he showed it to you time and time again while being, you know, while running for his life, like throwing off of his back foot and throwing the ball forty yards down the field and almost completing the pass. Right. You know, like it, like watching, like my respect for Patrick Mahomes grew in that Super Bowl, even though he didn't like quote unquote play well. Because of the plays that he tried to make and almost made. Right. If it wasn't for the fact that he was running for his life. Right. Like he was being chased in a horror movie all game long. Right, right. You know, like, like, and then, like, then, like, when he runs his ass off and he finally gets a second, he throws the ball down the field and you fucking drop it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, holy fuck. Like, you know, come on. Come on, help me out just a little bit, you know. Yeah. Mm. But like, I mean, so, but you <clears> saw like that Chiefs offense is predicated on throwing the ball down the field, and when you do not have time, and when you have three guys chasing you, it, you just can't get the job done. And that's with a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who is, you know, nimble and can get out of the pocket and do things. Yeah. Not Ben Roethlisberger. On a who, crutch. Yeah. Yeah. I know, who's I... never been quick to begin with. But now is it even slower than he ever was? <laughs> right. You know. Yeah. You know. He can, man. He can still fire the ball though. Like, like Ben Roethlisberger reminds you of a guy playing second base at a beer league softball game. Like, yeah, I, honestly, I know. I, honestly I know. Expect ben to like go to the sidelines and crack open like a Michelob light. <laughs> you know. Right. But he can throw it, the ball, that dude. Yeah. He's still got that arm. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. It's like I, I haven't really seen anything diminish from the arm because when he goes deep, I mean, he made he, he made a lot of good throws this year. Yeah. He did, especially I mean, deep balls. And everybody talked about how suspect, you know, it was. He's like, well, his arm strength isn't there. That's that's why. Well, no, it was. It, no. Nah. It's time. He just threw for fucking 500 yards. You know what I mean? Like, you know. No. Yeah, he, he, they're throwing these slants and and these these five yard curls for a reason. The reason is the offensive line can't give them time to get the ball thirty yards down the field. Right. You know. Can you imagine if they could. It would be the Claypool show all day long. Yeah. No, seriously. You're right. All day. All Because he can burn most anybody in that position. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Football. What kind of podcast are we? I don't know. Just uh, go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag here. All right, brother. Mailbag. And as always, just our good friend, super fan Thad. 
Dan Ray said, Hello, my two favorite Super Bowl hosts, Sean Madden and Ian McMichael. <laughs> Ian McMichael. Yeah. Damn, the pregame with Billy Idol was pretty good. Did you see that Miley Cyrus outfit? Every person with a penis watching just went to the bathroom and wore one out. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I did not. Um, I was watching the Pat McAfee pregame show on YouTube, and uh-huh. I have no doubt that it was far more enjoyable than anything the NFL trotted out for their pregame. Yeah. Pat also lost $30,000 on the coin toss. Holy fuck. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell you this. You, and you know me. Mm-hmm. I have never placed a bet in my entire life. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I, I don't bet. I'm, I'm yeah. not a, I mean, I'll pay, play a cherry master here and there, but, well, I used to. I haven't played a cherry master in years, but yeah. Um, I don't make bets. I think I bet on the Derby one time, yeah. you know, in my entire life. <clears throat> and uh, I think I won six bucks. So, I mean, I just don't bet. Right. Well, I was like, fuck it. I'm betting on this game. Right. And, okay. and I'll show you uh, later my, what I did. So to prove, you know, everything I did. So I bet on the coin toss. I won the coin toss. Okay. I won nine bucks or nine seventy five on the coin yeah. toss. So I, I didn't bet that much. I, I think I had 50 to play with. Right. What, what did you do? Open up a FanDuel account or something? No, it was MGM betting or something. Like okay. That. Yeah. Well, but some online. It was an online betting thing. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I didn't even know how it worked. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like really. I mean, I've never bet. So it took me a while. Yeah. Uh, it was an hour before game time. <laughs> and um, so anyway, I was like, okay. So I'm going down these scenarios because you can bet on anything. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And okay. I never realized that before. But yeah, uh, especially in the Super Bowl, you can bet on damn near anything. Yeah. And so I bet, um, I put uh, three $5 bets on who was going to catch the first pass touchdown in the Super Bowl. Right. And I chose um, uh, Casey tight end, Kelsey. Kelsey, right? yeah. Kelsey. And I chose Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. right? And I chose Gronk. Okay. <laughs> so I won 100 bucks on that Gronk bet, right? So. <clears throat> And that was only a five dollar bet. Right. right. So up you're one hundred and nine dollars and seventy five cents. Correct. <laughs> All right. And I bet Tampa Bay to win to cover the spread. Okay. Three hundred on wow. a fifteen dollar bet. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like I walked out okay. I was like, man, this is pretty good. And then I was like, eh, it's time to delete this. <laughs> this yeah. could be too addicting. So oh, I just yeah. got it rid of it off my. <laughs> yeah, that that would be like that's why I don't do it. PayPal, damn. All right, done. Like they, had, they had same-game parlays. And, like, Pat McAfee, he hit on he the, the part. It was a, it was a four-part four parlay. It was Gronk had to catch a touchdown pass, and he had to have over 20 yards receiving. Uh-huh. A.B. had to catch a touchdown pass, and... Leonard Fournette had to score a touchdown. Okay. And 
like that was I think he put down 500 on that and the return on it was was $25,000. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. But cuz when when you do a parlay like that, you need you need all four of those things to happen in order for it. So the, the harder the parlay gets, the higher your odds go. Right. So like and with the Super Bowl, they're doing same game parlays, but you can do like in during the regular season, you can do parlays like that, like, like you know, I'll, I'll do you do a four game parlay where you take like four teams to like cover the spread. If all four yeah. teams do that, you know, you get a higher return. Right. You know. So. But yeah, that, that, that's that thing. It's like I think I know more than I really do, so I really shouldn't do this. Right. I mean, and mine was probably just luck. Now, the only thing I had a feeling on is I just had a strong feeling that Tampa was going to win that game. Yeah. I just did not. I I thought Tom Brady was just too good. I thought the defense was going to, like, not, I mean, I didn't think they were going to do as good as they did. Right. But I think that their defense was going to be able to hold KC just because they were battered. And so... That's where the money was. That fifteen dollar bet turned into three hundred like real quick. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I and it's so funny. I'm sitting there watching a the game, and I'm like nervous as fuck at the end of that game because if Casey scored, you know, at the end there, I was out. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I think yeah. it was seventeen point. You know what I mean, or something like that. Yeah. And I was I was done. And that interception, I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not that I really wanted. To, you know, Tampa to win. I, I think it's good for the city, but I mean, I was, I wanted the Chiefs to win, but I was just like, yeah, man. Good for your pocketbook. Yeah, good for the pocketbook, but I mean, I just, I just, I could not bet against Tom Brady. I mean, like, you know. Yeah, I get that. I mean, he's, he's a good cue, man. I mean, like, probably one of the best of all time. Yeah. And I, I won't take that away. I mean, as much as I, I, God, as much as I hated the Patriots. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I have seen time after time after time Tom Brady just destroy defenses. Look, I, I point to that, that comeback against the Falcons in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's like part of that stuff on the Falcons for mismanaging. Right. But still, Tom Brady in the offense has to execute and you, know, you have to have faith that you can do that when you're that far back. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it, it, as much as it pains me, like I, I'll freely admit, like you know, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, you know, it it it's it's an undisputed. As much as I love Patrick Mahomes, and I think Mahomes is probably the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you know, as a Joe Montana man, yeah, you know, a guy who like you know. And Johnny Unitas, like you know, those were the two guys. I was like, those are the two greatest that have ever, you know, walked the face of this earth. Like, I, I, I can't deny the greatness of Tom Brady. You can't. Yeah, you, you just can't, dude. No. I mean, he just delivers the money ball time after time after time after time again. Doesn't matter if it's five yards, twenty yards, or thirty yards. You know what I mean? I, I he just delivers and, the ball. And when you think about it, like in this century. He's been to the he's been to the Super Bowl half the time. Like <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like the 
Like yeah. every other year, Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. Crazy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Man. Anyway, all right, moving on. Anyway. Uh, did you guys see me at the Super Bowl wearing my pink onesie? Uh, well, Kevin Harlan certainly did. <laughs> yeah. Take off the bra, pull up your pants, and be a man. <laughs> yeah. I love Catherine Hahn's role in WandaVision. Ah, no, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, damn, another great episode of WandaVision. Just a few more episodes until we get Magneto. I've heard people speculate that, that Magneto is going to show up at the end of this. Really? Yeah. Which Magneto? That I don't know. I'm going to hope it's Fastbender. <laughs> right. You know, but uh, I, I've heard, I've just like, there was like some, something in the newspaper that alluded to Magneto at one point. Like there's, there's, there's been Magneto Easter eggs apparently that people really? are like, oh yeah, he's coming. Huh. That would be, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, what are you two doing for Valentine's Day? Any special gifts for your ladies? Just a normal for us, butt plugs ain't no donkey no. costume? Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Interspecies In erotica, my friend. That's not good. Yeah. Interspecies um, erotica. Yeah. <laughs> I miss my donkey. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did I did buy, and you're gonna I'm sure Thad will have something to say about this. I did buy Nancy a uh, and I, it hasn't arrived yet, unfortunately. But do you remember in the nineties the um it started off as an alternate uniform for the penguins, but then they 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 use it as a road uniform. It was it was black, it had the flying pigeon on the like the, but it had like this stripe that wrapped around it started off as this yellow and it came around the other side and turned gray. Yeah. That's Nancy's favorite penguins uniform. Like, oh, really? She loves that jersey. And I found um a company that that sells them as sweatshirts, as hoodies. Oh really? Yeah. And they'll put a name and number on it. So I got I bought her that hoodie with that uniform style with uh, Rasa's name and number on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So she's very excited. She can't wait to get that. Yeah. And, uh, and I ordered for myself. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I, fe- I got, I, I, I'm looking at, it, I'm like, well, I got a little extra money. I'm going to, I'm going to get myself one too. But when the penguins switched over from their, their uniforms, when they went to the, with the flying pigeon logo and they changed the away uniforms, to it, the they were black and they had Pittsburgh diagonal. Yep. I had that jersey with Alf Samuelson's name and number on it. Okay. That was like my first penguin jersey. I went with right, Alfie. Right. And so I got myself a replica of that as a hoodie with Alf's name and number on it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. I thought about getting myself the white jersey with um oh, I can't the we call it the black cat jersey. I can't remember the guy's name, his name on it now. But when I was dating Renee, she was like, well, you know, I, I'm watching the Penguins all the time. And 
She's like, well, let me get you a Penguins jersey. What who what who do you want on the on the the back? What name do you want on the back? Uh-huh. And um, I got this guy's name. I can't. Remember. He was number thirty six. I remember that, but I can't remember what the name was on the back. And uh, I was like, I want him. I, I, that's you know. Yeah. And uh, she got it for me, and a week later, he got traded. No shit. Yeah. So like me, Frank, and Thad called it the Black Cat jersey. <laughs> That's so funny. I thought about getting that, but I, I thought no, I'm gonna get you know I'll go with Alf. People will respect Alf. <laughs> right. You know. That's um. Fed continues. It's time for America's new new America's new 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 favorite segment. What is Tim's wiener up to? Tim sent me a picture this week of his wiener eating another wiener. Damn, that was funny. His wiener grew after it ate the wiener. No, no, I'm, no, no we're not getting all that. And yuck. Time to go. Platypus just whispered in my ear, I want to eat your wiener. Well. Wow. You two have fun. <laughs> Be the best 30 seconds of her life. Wow. Yeah. Well, anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man. That's it. I'm good. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Hey. Uh, you can send us an email like these fine folks have, or this fine, this fad has. Jesus. Uh, that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And we are a member of a number of podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. Uh, Just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And as always, last, we want to thank you, dear listener, for going on this voyage to the bottom of the sea with us each and every week. We greatly (laughs) appreciate that and can't thank you enough. Yeah. And so then on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.